This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Back and better than ever. And I don't mean me. I mean the Kansas City Chiefs. They're back. And they're better than ever. I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. My guest, as always, will be on the Shell Penzoil Performance Line. <laughs> what can you say? This is a finely tuned machine that didn't even have to go through any fine tuning. They're only going to get better. The Kansas City Chiefs of 2020 are better than the Kansas City Chiefs of 2019 or 18. And the Kansas City Chiefs of October are going to be markedly better than the Kansas City Chiefs of right now. That is the only place to begin with the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, and that is that the Kansas City Chiefs, in my mind, are right now as prohibitive a favorite as we have seen at this point in an NFL season in a very long time. you got to go back a ways. A ways. Because they don't have any flaws Their defense is good. The Texans have a lot of deficiencies, and I'm going to talk about that coming up. But part of the problem that Deshaun and company had last night, Kansas City's defense is good. No one talks about them because they have Mahomes and that cast of characters on the offensive side. But the last six games of last year, Kansas City had the number one defense in the NFL. They're good, and they brought back 10 of 11 players from that defense. They signed everybody, kept everybody happy and motivated. That defense is good. The offense is ridiculous. That's obviously what makes them go. They have the best quarterback in the league, the best quarterback that we've seen come into the league in a long time, and a guy who, when it's all said and done, might very well be the best quarterback ever. And one of the things he has working for him is that he has an array of weapons that are just unimaginable, and he has a brilliant head coach who despite the major mask issues he was having last night, and if we could just briefly, that visor that he's wearing, what in the world? Did they not practice that? Did he not realize that was going to happen? Did anyone else see Andy get fogged up like like your car might on a really cold day? And you got got to put the defrost on. You got to put like the AC Max on to get that. I mean, we got to do something. But maybe what we proved last night is Andy doesn't even need to see the game. Patrick, call whatever you think will work. I can't see a damn thing over here. <laughs> right. uh, but, but it doesn't make any difference because he's got Mahomes and he's got an unbelievable team. So I've been trying to think of the last, the obvious analogy people will make going back a generation, going back 20 years, is the greatest show on turf. I don't think there's much point in going back farther than that. Football has changed so much. There's no reason to be comparing the, the, the Air Coriel, Dan Fouts-led San Diego Chargers of the 70s to anything that's going on now. Or the great offenses, even the Montana-led offenses of the 80s. Aikman and Emmett and Michael Irv in the 90s. The game has just changed so much. The rules have changed so much. I feel like the first really great offense of the modern era of football, the current era of football, is the greatest show on turf. Warner and Marshall Falk and all those guys. 
You go from there, you get some of the Patriot teams. Obviously, the year they went 16-0, the year that Brady had Randy Moss, that team set the record for most points in a season. Subsequently broken by Peyton Manning's first season in Denver. Those are the three that come to mind. This Kansas City offense should be just as good as those. Obviously, those were all led by Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Kurt Warner's in the Hall of Fame. Peyton Manning's walking into the Hall of Fame. Tom Brady, if he ever retires, will be in the Hall of Fame. They should put Brady in the Hall of Fame now, by the way. That's a whole other conversation for another day. But is this offense going to be that good? As good as any of those? Is it going to wind up being as good as any offense we've ever seen? If everybody stays healthy, look at what he has. You've got Mahomes, and he's unbelievable. He's a good offensive line. He has more receivers. You know, double Tyreek Hill than what's going to happen with Jason Kelsey, or Travis Kelsey. Now you got a double team Kelsey as well. So now you got between Hardman and Watkins, they're going to kill you. And suddenly they've got Mighty Mouse, Clyde Edwards Alaire behind them. So he's going to just eat people alive. So the options playing them are either A, put 13 guys on the field and hope the refs don't notice, or B, Try and run the clock out on the other side. There's no stopping this offense of the Kansas City Chiefs. The old Dan Patrick line. You genuinely cannot stop them. You can only hope to contain them. So are they the greatest show on turf? Are they the the Brady Patriots? Are they the Peyton Broncos? Bart Scott was on Get Up With Me this morning. He had a different analogy from a different sport. Listen to what he said. I mean, the rich get richer. I'm looking at the... The Golden State Warriors of football. I mean, they have so many options. You, know, you take away Tyreek Hill, no problem. You look at Sammy Watkins really come alive. And then this rookie, you know, this Brian Westbrook clone. I mean, you think about Andy Reid, he has to be salivating. I love it. I love the analogy. The Golden State Warriors of football. Golden State, when they had Durant at his peak and he was healthy and Steph and all of them healthy, they were unfair. They were a cheat code. They were not stoppable. They were not beatable. That's why I said repeatedly it was terrible for the NBA because it took all of the fun out of it. Now, the Chiefs aren't that. They can be beat. They they certainly are not. They're not what the Warriors were. But as far as an unstoppable offense, I like the analogy. I think they are that unstoppable. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. So the the 16-0 conversation will come up. Hembo sent me a note this morning that the Chiefs are the FPI favorites, the football power index, the FPI favorite in every game they play the rest of the way as of now. That would include their matchup with Baltimore. That's the big one that's coming up on Monday Night Football in a few weeks. And that's one of the other teams we expect to be the real big boys in the AFC. So we'll see where Kansas City winds up. Let me tell you who is not going to be one of the big boys in the AFC, and they have no one but themselves to blame, and that's the Houston Texans, the team that lost last night. Deshaun Watson doesn't need to prove anything to anyone. He is a great quarterback. He is a quarterback you can ultimately win championships with, and I hope ultimately they will. But it isn't going to be this year because they did the one thing in sports you cannot do. They got rid of their best player. Deshaun Watson is a superstar and and I think has a chance to wind up being a great quarterback. But the best player on that team was DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the National Football League. And yes, I know who Julio Jones is and Michael Thomas and Odell and all the rest of them. And they're all great, great. The league is filled with great wide receivers. The best of them is DeAndre Hopkins. And they got rid of him. They just sent him away. They sign everybody. They put together, they, 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 they put together 
other people's players, which means everybody they bring in, they're paying a fortune to Laramie Tunsil and all the rest of that. And the guy they drafted, they get rid of because they did decide they didn't want to pay him or the coach didn't like him or a combination of both. So he gets the contract that he absolutely deserves in Arizona. And Deshaun Watson last night's looking around thinking, where the hell do I throw this? So that's what the Texans are. They committed the unforgivable sin in sports. They got rid of their best player. It's the one thing you cannot do under any circumstances. So they're not going to be any good. And they are the third best team in a mediocre division. I'm not fully buying into the Titans yet and the Colts. I don't know if they have the quarterback situation that they would need to go to a Super Bowl. That, that's, not an un, that's not an insurmountable division. Jacksonville is terrible. But the Texans, the Texans with DeAndre Hopkins, maybe they don't win last night. It's a tough place to win, opening game, all the rest of that. But certainly you figure they have an excellent chance to win the division with DeAndre Hopkins. Did, did any, does anyone think that they have a shot at that now? Let me know. Hashtag Greeny, if you disagree with me, particularly if you're in Houston. I'd like to hear from the fans of that team because at the time that it happened, we all yelled and screamed about it on Get Up, and I thought it just seemed terrible. But there was something in the back of my mind that thought they must have some other idea, and maybe they still do and will. But boy, last night it looked ugly. Any of you who didn't watch the game last night, it wasn't nearly as close as the final score would seem. Houston doesn't have answers offensively because they had the best receiver in football, and they decided to get rid of him. All right, we're just getting started, obviously. Practically wall-to-wall football today. There's basketball to talk about as well. The NBA playoffs here on ESPN Radio tonight. Game 7, Kemba and the Celtics taking on Toronto, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I'm really looking forward to watching that. At game 7 in the bubble, what a crazy series that has been. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about LeBron, the Lakers. They looked very good yesterday. They're going to be very difficult to beat. But we will spend most of this day... On football, looking ahead to this weekend, there's a lot there to get to. Coming up next, I will tell you the one player under the most pressure this weekend and all season long. That and more, we are just getting started. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. It is Greeny here, and I'm reminding you, you can listen to ESPN Audio at home on your smart speaker. ESPN Audio at home is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van, find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz vans are ready for anything. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, once again, against my better judgment, I bring in my disheveled board operator, Bubba, Brendan Peregrine, crazy cowboy fan, and generally hairy fellow. And he has put together a series of questions for me. Let's see how we do. Bubba, hello. Hello. Yeah, we got a bonus edition this week, and we're going to do a special quarterback edition. Are you ready? I am ready, Bubba. Let's do it. All right. We're going to start with rookie quarterbacks. Who plays first, Tua or Justin Herbert? Who you got? That's a good one. I'm going to say Justin Herbert because I think – 
I think they're more ready. Well, that's a very good question. I think I'm going to say Justin Herbert because I think he was more ready. They keep talking like Tua is ready to go. I, I remain surprised by what they did. I mean, either one of them could wind up playing based upon injury. My gut feeling, but I, I'll take that out of the equation. All right, I'm just going to go Justin Herbert. I'm equivocating here. I'm going to go Justin Herbert. I believe they'll be ready to hand him the ball quickly, uh, hand him the, the football and the keys to the car more quickly. I think they will be sort of out of contention more quickly. I think we will see Herbert by the end of, not the end of September, but by the middle of October, and we will not see Tua until after Halloween. That's my first one. Bubba, what's next? All right. Which quarterback has the most pressure on him? Carson Wentz, Jimmy G, or Jared Goff? Who you got? I'm going off the board. Can I go off the board? I mean... Am I allowed to go off the board? I mean, I guess. Who you got? Is the show called Hashtag Bubba? Mm, It might be soon. Keep that up. If the show... When there's a show called Hashtag Bubba, then you can tell me... All right, you can go off the board. You can go off the board. It's Baker Mayfield. The answer is Baker Mayfield. This was a... Last year, a genius went on television after the Browns smashed Baltimore in September and said... The Browns have turned around their season and maybe their franchise. And they stunk from that moment again. And that genius was me. I couldn't have been more wrong then. And here's what I'll tell you now. The Browns are a team that is built to win. They need the quarterback to play well, and he needs to play well. I think if Baker Mayfield is three or four bad games away from being Mitchell Trubisky, and by that I mean the franchise looking to find another option. They open what better spot? Then do open against the team everyone is handing the division to. An arch rival, obviously, the Ravens, the former Browns. No better spot for Baker Mayfield to make a statement. This is going to be my year, and I'm going to prove I was deserving of being the first pick in the draft. I believe he has the most pressure on him, and I predict he will play well this weekend and all year long. Bubba, what's next? All right, we got two old faces in new places. Who's going to have the better season? I'm talking Cam Newton and Phillip Rivers. Who you got? No question. No question. This one is all Cam. Cam Newton, I think, is going to have a great year because he's in New England, and nothing could possibly be more Patriots than signing Cam Newton for nothing and him being great. I've got Dominique Foxworth yesterday predicting he'll be the MVP of the league. I may not go that far, but he'll be great. And look, I admire Phillip Rivers tremendously. But he looked like a quarterback to me last year who was done. He looked to me, these guys hit an age. You're not supposed to beat Tom Brady. That's not supposed to happen. So I don't think he still has it left. I believe Jacoby Brissett is their best option at quarterback in Indianapolis. And I think they have a championship team around the quarterback. So I think they will win the division with Brissett. There's no question in my mind Cam Newton has more left. Bubba, let me mention that hiring is challenging, especially with everything that you have to consider today. But there's one place where hiring is simple, fast, and smart, and that place is ZipRecruiter. And you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We're doing Who You Got with Bubba. What's next? All right. Of the second-year quarterbacks, who is not starting by end of the year? Daniel Jones. Dwayne Haskins or Drew Locke, who you got? So everyone is very high on Drew Locke. I can tell you the people whose opinions I value are extremely high on Drew Locke. And they drafted him a stud, Jerry Judy, who was the guy I wanted the Jets to draft. So it's not him. 
I don't think it's going to be Daniel Jones either. I don't like saying this because I love Dwayne Haskins. I'm a Big Ten football fan. I watched him his year at Ohio State. He was as good as any Big Ten quarterback has ever been. I love the size, the strength. He's You spend 15 minutes with him, and you will see that he has all of the qualities that you want in a leader. He got drafted into the worst situation imaginable. The coach didn't want him. The owner did. That franchise is now an unimaginable mess. Who knows if it is going to be taken away from the owner ultimately. So I will say him. I will say Haskins, Bubba, even though I, I, A, I take no joy in saying that because I, I believe in him and I root for him, but I think he's in by far the worst situation of the three, so that to me seems like the sensible answer. You got one more? All right, marking it down, taking joy in Haskins. Got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, last one. Let, let's fast forward and assume Lamar Jackson has another unfortunate bad playoff loss. Now you're the Ravens. Are you giving him an extension? Or are you no, worried yes. who you got? I'm not worried. I'm not, I'm not even going. I, I don't even have to hear the rest of the question, hashtag Bubba. I'm telling you right now. Lamar Jackson is the goods. The, the using the postseason against him thing, in my opinion, is confirmation bias on the part of people who he made look bad. The whole league passed on this guy. Respected evaluators told him he should play a different position. He came into the league, and he has been the most effective quarterback in the sport since he took over week 11 of his rookie year. The numbers speak for themselves. He was a unanimous MVP, and he's 23. Peyton Manning, at one time, was 0-3 in the playoffs. His, that third game was a 41-0 loss to the Jets. And he was 27 years old at the time. Lamar Jackson is 23. So if they wind up losing to Kansas City or Pittsburgh or anybody else in the AFC, under no certain, look, I mean, the whole season obviously has to play out and maybe we'll feel differently then than we do now. But sitting where I'm sitting right now, Lamar Jackson is, is their quarterback for the next decade and there's nothing to discuss. Nothing to discuss. Is that the last one? That is the last one. All right. A little later, I'm going to explain how Bubba and I had a moment yesterday that I'm still not comfortable with. There was a moment between Bubba and I of which I have to assume Bubba is aware, although you didn't say anything about it at the time. <laughs> that I, I mean, I think I know I what you're talking you know. about. And yes, I, I'll get I just thought you were very appreciative of what I did no. for you. Okay, fair enough. So you know what I'm talking about. We, we're going to get into that. That's coming up a little later. I, Bubba and I had a moment. And let's just say I'm. I provided you a service, and you (laughs) thank me. (laughs) That is true. All right, coming up, we're going to take a very close look at the best game of the weekend, the matchup of the legendary quarterbacks. We'll continue looking ahead to all the football. Clayton Kershaw said a very, a very obvious but very interesting thing. All of that and a whole lot more on the way as we're just getting started today on hashtag Greeny alongside hashtag Bubba. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, 
designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Granny, back with you. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Football is back and better than ever. We open with the Chiefs, who are genuinely back and better than ever. Their offense looks unstoppable as they win the first game of the season. And then we've got a game for you this weekend. So many big divisional games. And one of them, of course, is Green Bay at Minnesota. Basically, everyone picking one or the other of those two teams, and we'll see what Aaron Rodgers is able to do, 13-3. and three. They don't get him any help. He goes up to Minnesota, where my buddy Ryan Clark will join me a little later. He thinks the Vikings are potentially a Super Bowl team. That game is here on ESPN Radio this weekend, pregame noon Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. Meanwhile, the one that will have the biggest spotlight on it is one in which the quarterbacks are a combined 84 years old. Tom Brady at 43 against Drew Brees at 41 with probably the two best teams in the NFC South and a year in which only one team can get a bye in either conference. So while this game is being played in early September, it may very well matter in January. And my buddy Jeff Darlington is with me, our NFL insider. He's on the Shell Pennzoil performance line with great insight to all things Brady all the time. Jeff, what sense are you getting of, now you can say all the things you want to say, but of just how confident he is and they are, that they are fully ready despite this offseason in which a lot of things had to be done on Zoom and there were no preseason games at all. Yeah, Greeny, I mean, like, let's just set aside the cliche confidence that we've come to expect from Tom Brady. Like, he was pretty candid on Thursday, yesterday, when kind of saying, like, I'm still learning the playbook. I'm still learning my teammates. He even said when he gets to the line of scrimmage in practice, he has to kind of resist the urge to use Patriots verbiage uh, with, his, with his teammates that don't know that language at all. So, like, without a preseason, and, and I don't know how much Tom Brady would have even played in the preseason, but, but without even being on the sidelines to wear the headset and go through the motions with the new coach, like, I think there will be a, a bit of a learning curve here, which is crazy to say about Brady, and also in a, in a game that you just alluded to is going to matter – hugely at the end of this year between two teams that will be fighting for that division spot. So, so like, this is a really weird spot, I think, for Brady to be in. No question about it. What do you expect to happen? I expect him to be great. <laughs> like, <laughs> my, my thing is, like, I think Rob Gronkowski will, will shock people. The shape that he's in, um, the, the feeling that he has, the people that I'm talking to in Tampa make it sound like this guy is physically – where they always thought he was years ago, that he has that vibe, that energy. 
So to me, while it's a team that has Mike Evans and O.J. Howard and, and a lot of gifted players on offense, I don't think we can overstate the importance of Gronkowski, both from a leadership standpoint and from the assets that he's going to create for this offense when uh, it's between the lines. So just sort of with that thought in mind, Jeff Tarlington with me, and Jeff has been phenomenal with us on Get Up all through, the, particularly back in the days when the Brady decision was going on. And now we all have been trying to read the way his now former coach Bill Belichick has been acting in his absence. It's, it's not surprising to see Brady somewhat giddy in, in this fresh start and a place that might be a little bit less um, stuffy, whatever the word I'm looking for right. is. Right. I don't know that I would have expected Bill Belichick to be throwing the sorts of bouquets in the direction of Cam Newton that he has been. What has been your reaction to that? And in an honest moment, what do you think Brady's reaction to that is? Well, I can tell you that Brady is, is kind of behind the scenes taking the high road with that, which, which might surprise some people. But like in terms of just recognizing that Cam Newton um, does deserve the opportunity that he's getting. That said, when you talk about like throwing praise at Cam Newton – it, it doesn't surprise me because I think Belichick recognizes that that is what Newton probably needs. Just like he recognized that Tom Brady probably needed what he got too. As much as Brady probably got tired of it, or not probably, definitely got tired of it at the end, Brady is like the ultimate soldier and, and Belichick being the ultimate general. And when you have that situation, I, I, like – as much as Belichick annoys me like constantly with a lot of the things he does, his unwillingness throughout the years to give the praise that Brady deserved, even after the game when Brady won the AFC Championship game with a thumb that was shredded, he, Bill Belichick gets to the podium and says, it's not like it was open-heart surgery. Like, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me, though, that Belichick then turns and, and realizes that Newton will not respond to that where Brady will. So... I'm actually willing to give credit to both Brady for enjoying what he's got in Tampa and also recognize that Belichick knows he needs to do it differently with Cam Newton. As so who has a field, better yeah. I realize it. Yeah. Yeah. So who has a better year? I'm sorry, but I, I, I yeah. it was the perfect spot. Who has a better yeah. year? Brady's new team Tom or his Brady. old team? Brady. Brady. I, I like I, I think Cam Newton is destined to do good things. Uh I agree with Dominic Foxworth that, that Cam, if he stays healthy, can be great. But Brady left New England for a reason. The greatest of all time recognized the cupboard was bare. And if he recognized the cupboard was bare, I'm willing to also believe that the cupboard in New England is bare. I think that Tom Brady comes to a place where the talent is around him. Brady will have the better season. Jeff, enjoy it this weekend. It's always a pleasure, and I will, I will see you man, next you week. Too. Thank you. Thanks, right, Jeff Darlington with me. He's terrific, and, and he was all over the Brady stuff when it was really breaking all around us in March. I'm Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. I'll take a moment away from football here because there was one other quote that I saw yesterday that I thought was interesting. <clears throat> they asked Clayton Kershaw, the great pitcher in L.A., what he thinks of the extra innings rules. And he was quoted as saying, it's not real baseball. And I thought to myself, well, that's right. That's obviously right. Putting a runner on base to start an inning is obviously not the way baseball is traditionally played. And neither are seven-inning doubleheaders. And neither are 60-game seasons. And neither are several games being canceled because players have the coronavirus. So we all understand, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting that Kershaw said anything wrong. He was acknowledging that, and he was stating the obvious. 
But I'll share a quick story. When when the pandemic first started and I moved up to Bristol to, to do Get Up from there, uh, we all got together, the staff show, and I said, we should start a file of things and title the file, Why Weren't We Doing This Anyway? Which is to say that necessity is the mother of all invention. I think I'm getting that expression right. We've started doing a lot of things on that show, and I'm sure lots and lots and lots of people all across the country and all across the world have started doing things in their own lives in a different way than they ever would have otherwise and found, I like this. It works even better. Or maybe it works just as well, but is more efficient because it costs less or takes less time or whatever other reason it might be better just by being equal. And so what I wonder... With baseball having this unusual season and the sense I get from everywhere is that people, for the most part, are into it and are enjoying the sport and the numbers are pretty good. What will be the why weren't we doing this anyway piece of baseball? Today isn't the day to get deeply into that, but I just wanted to put it out there. At some point, there will be a why weren't we doing this anyway meeting. Teams will have them. The sport, Rob Manford will have them. And I'd be very interested to see what it is they come away with. If you want to tweet some thoughts at me, use the hashtag Greeny. I'll see it. What are things that they are doing in baseball, maybe in any sport, that go under the category of why weren't we doing this anyway? Because it's just as good, if not better, than the way we were doing it before. Greeny, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Well, I got plenty to say. Greeny here with you on ESPN Radio. And yesterday, for all the wrong reasons, was an unbelievable and unprecedented day in the history of sports. Nine different sports leagues going in this country at the same time. NBA, WNBA, NFL, Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, U.S. Open Tennis, College Football, the NHL, which is played in Canada, but still. And the PGA, and remember, as I insist we talk about golf, the PGA this weekend is in Napa, but then we play the U.S. Open next weekend. Remember, while the next season in golf has begun, that season will include two U.S. Opens and two Masters. They're playing the U.S. Open next weekend, and then the Masters in November, and then we start it all over again with the regular schedule. Hopefully, hopefully in 2021. So from a golf perspective and a whole lot more, hopefully this gets a lot better. And Greeny insists we talk about golf is brought to you by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. Meanwhile, it is now time for my NFL picks. Let's go. Dolphins, Patriots, nothing could be more New England than getting Cam Newton for nothing and him being great. Of course he will. Pats, 23-13. Browns, Ravens, the names on the backs of the jerseys would suggest Cleveland has the better team. But as Shakespeare said, what's in a name? Baltimore, 33-24. Jets, Bills, when I write my autobiography as a Jet fan someday, it will be titled, We Never Win in Buffalo. Bills, 20-16. 
Seahawks, Falcons, both quarterbacks are going to have huge seasons. I'll take the one playing at home. Atlanta wins the Battle of the Birds in an upset. Bears, Lions, when Matt Stafford was healthy last year, he was sneaky great. This team is better than you think. Detroit at home on a late field goal. Colts, Jags, Indy is the best team in the division. Jacksonville is not. I'll take Old Man Rivers, 63-2. Packers, Vikings, the scorched earth tour starts here for A.A. Ron. The world writes him off. I think he loves it. Give me Green Bay for the straight-up win. The Tampa Bay Bradys at the Saints. The quarterbacks combined are 84 years old, and that's how many points they're going to put up. I'm here for the fireworks. Bucks on the road, 43-41. Finally, Cowboys, Rams, new stadium in L.A. with no fans in it. Now they know how the Chargers feel. The formula for Dallas is simple. Run the rock with Zeke. They will, they win. 27-17. How about them, Cowboys? That's what I think as we head into this weekend as I'll pick most of these games for you on Fridays. And as always, I'd like to hear from you. We'll have some time with the phones a little bit later today to get your thoughts on who you expect to win. And you can always tweet at me. Just use hashtag Greeny, Greeny with a Y, and I will get your thoughts on the games coming up this weekend. An opening weekend of the NFL season unlike any other and one that I think we all really, really need. A few other things I want to mention here, and then we'll get Ryan Clark in, and there's a ton to do with him off the top of the hour. Back to the NBA briefly. I mentioned there's a Game 7 tonight, and there doesn't appear as though there's going to be a Game 7 in the West. I think by the time we're all together again on Monday, we're going to be looking at the Lakers and Clippers, the collision course that those two teams have been on basically since last summer. We will see that series ready to begin, a Western Conference Final, and that should be fascinating. To me, those are the two best teams. So I feel like the Western Final this year feels like the championship. And I will be rooting for LeBron. And I think if you watched them play yesterday, I feel pretty good about their chances. I know the Clippers are deeper. But I feel like LeBron and, and, you know, having all that time off for these older legs and Anthony Davis, who's a tough matchup, tough matchup for anybody. LeBron against Kawhi is has all the makings that has the makings of an absolute classic. I will root for LeBron and I will pick him. I've been picking the Lakers since before the whole thing began. I picked Lakers Celtics before the season began. I'll stick with that. Celtics obviously need to find a way to pull one out tonight. I think they will. And I think the Lakers will beat the Clippers in seven. Those would have been seven games played at the Staples Center. Instead, they're going to move it 3,000 miles away and play them in a bubble. It's a crazy year 2020, but we're going to get the matchup that we wanted. The other thing I wanted to read you was this statement from Ryan Day. He is the head football coach at Ohio State, and he's someone that I know a little bit and that I like. And the degree to which the Big Ten Conference coaches have been outspoken in their criticism of conference leadership and the decision not to play, and as you will hear here, what they perceive to be the lack of transparency, it stuns me a little. I will admit to being quite surprised. You know, there is a philosophy in business, and that's what this is at the end of the day, that we can debate, we can argue, we can, we can go at it fiercely, but then once we make a decision, we need to align. We need to be in unison on this decision, and boy, do they seem far from that. The Big Ten is a mess because you have the coach of the best and most important program in the conference, Ohio State, and Ryan Day, releasing this statement. While I understand the Big Ten Conference's decision to postpone the football season because of health and safety considerations... The communication of information from the Big Ten following the decision has been disappointing and often unclear. 
However, we still have an opportunity to give our young man what they uh, young men what they have worked so hard for, a chance to safely compete for a national championship this fall. I couldn't possibly be prouder of how this team, our medical personnel, athletic director, and president have stayed together and managed through this extremely difficult time with so many unanswered questions. The Big Ten Medical Subcommittee has done an excellent job of creating a safe pathway toward returning to play in mid-October. These young men and their parents have asked so many questions that I do not have an answer to. But the one that hurts the most is, why can these other teams and players play and we can't? Duke is playing Notre Dame. Clemson is playing Wake Forest this weekend. Our players want to know, why can't they play? That is extraordinary pressure being placed on the offices of the Big Ten. And whoever else it is that's making these decisions. And I'm starting to wonder who it is. Like we know the vote was 11 to 3. But Jim Harbaugh says that he hasn't even had a conversation with the president at Michigan. What is going on? So if you're the Big Ten, just think this through a moment. You made a decision based on what you believed was firm medical data, advice. And the question, if you change your mind, if you cave to this pressure, while it might be the wrong thing to do, the only explanation I can think of that's reasonable is saying we were wrong then because nothing has changed. There's no way anything has changed. There's no way things have changed substantially enough from August, I believe it was the 11th, well, it's exactly a month, actually, if it was August 11th, because today is September 11th. So a month ago, the Big Ten decided we are so certain that we can't play this fall that we're calling it now. And here we are a month later, and the, the coach of Ohio State is saying they've cleared a pathway for us to start in mid-October. Mid-October means you have to start practicing now, well beyond what these teams and schools are doing. Some of them, have, they've scattered to the winds. So I find this fascinating, and I don't know exactly what's going to happen there. And I'll continue to tell you, I don't know what the right thing to do is. It is, by, it is most certainly not my place to be telling these schools, these presidents, these coaches, these players, who have, I would assume, access to a lot of medical information and other information that I don't have access to. Far be it for me to be telling them what they should and shouldn't be doing. But the lack of certainty and alignment in the Big Ten feels to me at minimum like something that is going to be a problem long after a vaccine is found. Ryan Clark is next. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.